You're seeing a lot of me today <laughs> because everybody's sick or out of town. Uh, well, we only have two visitors, uh, Miss Anderson. And who's, where's John's soccer coach? Would you raise your hand? Is that him there? Good. Okay, well, for the two visitors, I introduce the fact that we've got a theme here. And it's called Abide in Me. But actually, it's not original with us. It's the theme of the whole Old and New Testament. Because there's not a page of scripture that doesn't bid us to abide in him. And the story of, of mankind is man choosing not to abide in him, not to abide in his word. And the story of the nation of Israel is abiding and not abiding, abiding and not abiding, going back and forth and back and forth. And then the story of the New Testament is Jesus coming and saying, I am the true vine that brings Father's life into the world. Abide in me, and I will live my life through you. And you know, there's a whole bunch of books out there about how to live the Christian life, but the truth of the matter is there's only one person who can live the Christian life, and that's Christ himself. And if we abide in him, then his life, his love, his joy, his peace, his patience, his kindness, his goodness, his faithfulness, his meekness, his gentleness, his self-control, his very life, his very personality touches your spouse, your children, your employees, your employer, everybody who comes in contact with you comes in contact with him. It's like salt. Jesus says, you're the salt of the earth. You know, salt's not even alive. But if you take a piece of meat and put it on the salt, it'll preserve it. If you put a a wound on it, it'll heal it. If you put a piece of ice on it, it'll melt it. Everything that comes in contact with the salt is changed and affected just by the nature of salt. Okay, to abide in him, we've got to have faith. Because to abide in him is really to trust him. To trust him with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength, and all our mind. And faith comes from hearing. And hearing comes from the word of God. And Jesus, talking about abiding in John 15, he says, And as I have continued in my father's because I continue in my Father's word, I abide in him. And he says in the same way, continue in my word and abide in my love. As I have continued in my Father's word and abide in his love, so continue in my word and abide in my love. So as we continue in his word, we do abide in his love. So what I wanted to share with you this morning is just some of the words of Jesus. And as we hear these words... We can abide in his love. Lord Jesus, help me accurately represent your words. So Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, those who need me, who know they need me. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, who mourn their independence. They shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, the submitted, the abiding. They shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after all that is good. They shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. Blessed are the merciful who show grace to others. They shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart who seek God only for who he is and not for what he'll do for them. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for all that is good. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For in the like manner they persecuted the prophets which were before you. You are, brothers and sisters, the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its its savour, how will its flavour, how will the saltness be restored? It's not good for anything to be cast out and thrown under the foot of men. You, brothers and sisters, are the light of the world. You are a city sitting on a hill that cannot be hid. Do men light a candle and put it under a bushel? No, they put it on a stand that it will give light unto all that are in the house. Let the light which the Father gives you so shine before men that they may see your good works and praise and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to destroy the law, but rather to fulfill it. For truly I say unto you that heaven and earth shall pass away. For, for a single smallest bit of punctuation passes from the law till all is fulfilled. You've heard this been said, you shall not murder. And whosoever should murders is in danger of the judgment. But I say whosoever is even angry with his brother is in danger of the judgment. And whosoever says to his brother, you idiot, is in danger of the council. And whosoever should say to his brother, you fool, is in danger of the fires of hell. So if you're on your way to the altar, this altar, and remember there that your brother is holding something against you, go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Agree quickly with your adversary when you are with him on the way. Lest at any time your adversary deliver you to the judge, and the judge deliver you to the jailer, and you be cast into prison. I tell you truly, you will not come out till you have paid the last penny. You've heard that it's been said you should not commit adultery, you should not be unfaithful. But I say, whosoever much, so much as looks on a woman lustfully has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Therefore, if your right eye causes you to sin, just pluck it out and cast you from you. For it's more profitable for you that one of your members should perish than to your whole body be cast into hell. And if your right hand should offend you, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you to lose one of your members than your whole body be cast into hell. You've also heard that it has been said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whosoever divorces his wife except for the cause of infidelity causes her to commit adultery and whosoever marries a woman that is so divorced commits adultery. You've heard that it has been said you shall not swear falsely but shall perform your oaths unto the Lord as unto the Lord. But I say don't swear at all neither by heaven for it's God's throne nor by the earth for it is his footstool nor shall you swear by your head because you cannot make even one hair black or white. But let all your statements be yes or no, for whatsoever is more than this comes of evil and is actually presumptuous. You've heard that it's been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That means limit retaliation. But I say, don't retaliate at all. If your brother slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other. If someone forces you to walk a mile with him, walk with him too. If someone takes you to the court and sues you for your coat, let him have your cloak also. Give to him who asks of you. And from him who would borrow from you, don't turn away. You've heard that it's been said you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be the sons of your Father which is in heaven. For he makes the sun to shine on the, the just and on the just. Makes the rain to fall on the good and the bad. 
For if you love only those who love you, what reward do you have? Even the, the heathens that. And if you greet your brothers only, what do you do more than, what's that? Even the tax collectors do that. But I say be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. You've also heard, you can't, no greeters. to be a man it's good to be weak be careful not to do your good works before men to be seen of them otherwise you have no reward of your father which is in heaven but when you do your good works do them in secret when you give alms do it in secret don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing that your alms may be done in secret but your father in heaven will reward you openly and when you pray be not as the hypocrites who Love to pray standing in the corners and in the synagogues to be seen of men. Truly, I say, they have their reward. But when you pray, enter into your closet. Shut the door. Pray to your Father who is in secret. Your Father who sees you in secret shall openly reward you. And when you pray, don't use a bunch of vain repetitions as the heathen do who think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Of a truth, I say unto you, your Father knows what things you have need of before you ask Therefore, pray, and I want you to pray with me, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your Father in heaven will also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and rust corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot corrupt and where thieves cannot break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You've heard me say, in this world, everything moves, everything breaks. But Jesus, so do not place your heart in things of this world and where everything moves and everything breaks because where our heart is, where our security is, there our heart will be also. I shouldn't make comments like that because I get off. The light of the body is the eye. If your eye be single and healthy and fixed on Jesus, your body will be full of light. But if your eye be evil, if it's on this world, your body will be filled with darkness. And oh, how great that darkness can be. You cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve two masters. If you do, you'll love one and hate the other. You'll hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and this world. Therefore, take no thought what you shall eat, what you shall drink, how you shall be clothed. For after all these things the heathens seek. Consider the fowls of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into barns, but God feeds them. Are you not greater than many sparrows? And by taking thought, can you add even a moment to your lifespan? 
Then why take you thought for your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They do not toil nor spin. Yet I say Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like even the least of these. If God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is cast out, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Take therefore no thought, saying, What shall I eat, or what shall I drink, or where there shall be clothed? For after these things the heathen seeks, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. Judge not that you be not judged. For by what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And by what measure you meet to others, the same measurement shall be measured to you again. And why do you behold the small speck in your brother's eye when there's a log in your own eye? And how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye when there's a big log in your own eye? Remove first the log in your own eye. Then you shall see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give holy things to dogs. Don't cast pearls before pigs. Because they'll turn on you and trample you and tear you and trample you under the foot. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. For whosoever asks, receives. Whosoever seeks, finds. Whoever knocks, the door shall be opened. And which one of you, if you had a son, asked for a piece of bread, would give him a, a rock? Or if he asked for an egg, would give him a scorpion? Or if he asked for a fish, would give him a serpent? If you in whom evil dwell know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit and all good things to those who ask? Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're like raving wolves, raging wolves. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, a good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree is known by its fruits. Beware of false prophets who say, who come to you in sheep's clothing. You shall know them by their fruits. Broad is the gate and wide is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. Straight is the gate and there is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it. And whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, like unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rains came, the floods came, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Now, brothers and sisters, why did that house fall? That house fell because it was sitting on sand. And you know, you can build a beautiful house on sand. <laughs> it can be the most beautiful house ever built. But if the foundation is sand, and when the winds come and the waves beat upon it, it will fall. And every one of us are going to experience winds and waves. That's one of Jesus' promises. In this world, you will have trouble. <laughs> Did you hear that? He says, in this world you'll have tribulation. In this world you will have trouble. It's a promise. It's coming. But he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So what is his goal for us? His goal for us is to learn to abide in him who doesn't move 
and doesn't break. And then as we walk through this world that's moving and breaking, we don't move, we don't break with it. In fact, the fruits of his spirit in our life, his love, his joy, his peace, and all those things show most brightly in dark circumstances. How is somebody going to see an unconditional love unless they've given you a condition not to love them? How is someone going to see true joy unless circumstantially there's no reason for you and I to have joy? How is someone going to see true peace unless there's no reason circumstantially for you and I to have peace? But it's when we're abiding in him in dark circumstances, when the waves are coming and the wind's blowing, and we have his love, his joy, his peace, that somebody might come up to you and me and ask us for the reason for the hope that lies within us. It's amazing. The Christian life is not about doing something for Jesus. It's about becoming something for Jesus, becoming all that for which we have been apprehended of by Christ. Paul talks about this. He says, that I may know him, and that's like Adam knew Eve, that I might be intimately related to him, that I might know him, the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his image. That I may know him, that's basically, that I may know him personally. You know what the power of his resurrection is? That's the ultimate power in the universe. The ultimate power in the universe empowers us to say no to ourselves and yes to him. That's ultimate power, to be able to say no to ourselves and yes to him. And the fellowship of his experience, abiding in him before every man in every circumstance we find ourselves in, conformed to his death, dead to every source of life, security, encouragement, other than him and him alone. Jesus was totally focused. He drew his life from his father. His father expressed his life through Jesus. And that's where his call is to us, is for you and I to become totally focused. This is, this is a spiritual martial art. But the benefits are just incredible. Because what happens is if we abide in him and the rains came and the, and the floods came and the winds blow, you know what? You and I get a smooth ride on a rough road. A smooth ride on a rough road. And that's a good thing. And when you're going out that rough road and you've got a smooth ride, you're saying that's even another source of joy and thank you, Jesus, that I'm not moving and I'm not breaking with all this which is moving and breaking around me.